www.ohiomedicalmedicine.org. Carolina and all the ships at sea. How are you today, producer Ramona? I'm great. How are you? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm uh, I'm still reliving the uh, the uh, Clemson basketball game um, and uh, the things that happened in that in that game. Uh, you want to get in six five four seven six two seven six five four seven six two seven. You know. <laughs> I thought certain things would happen in basketball this weekend. I thought Houston would lose at Kansas. Uh, I thought that uh, that North Carolina would beat Duke by 10, which is what I said. I thought Clemson would beat Virginia by 7. Uh, the first two happened, the last one didn't. The one that uh, matters to everybody here didn't. I, um, You know, Clemson is managing to lose a lot of these tight games at the end, which shouldn't be happening with a team that shoots 82% from the foul line. That I expected to be a strength before the year, and statistically it has been. It just isn't paying off in close game victories, as it should. I mean, I think there are a number of reasons for that. Um, But, you know, here's the thing to me. (laughs) I know it's close at the end, but Virginia led virtually the whole game. Virtually the whole game. And that's the real problem. The real problem isn't what happens at the end. The real problem is why are you at the end in that type of game? Why aren't you up eight? Why aren't you up ten? That's the real problem. Clemson's not playing good enough throughout the course of the game. That's the issue. The issue isn't necessarily how you finish in the last seconds. When you, when you're lo- when you basically trail for every minute of the whole game, you've been outplayed. You've been outplayed. You were really fortunate that you were in contact at the end. Because you got outplayed during the during the totality of the game and quite honestly, I don't think this team's playing hard enough. I I, I just don't I think this team 
needs to play harder. And 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 when I say that, I mean whatever that takes. And maybe it's time to shake up the line, starting lineup a little bit. Maybe it's time to to let some people sit who maybe aren't giving great 100% effort all the time. It's there's a to me, all right. I just don't think I don't think Chase is playing well defensively. I don't know if it's the fact he's not shooting the ball well. He's getting to the line and he's converting there, which is important. But I don't think he's playing well enough on the defensive end because he's one of the few really athletic guys in the starting lineup. The starting lineup is more of an offensive lineup. And that's one of the dilemmas that we've pointed out consistently. They said not having Hemingway is proven uh, to be difficult. Yeah. Um, But to me, I, I mean, if you just watch Chase, he's just... He's not guarding as he should be. He's not fighting through screens. He's letting guys have open shots. He's just not playing hard enough on the defensive end. It's something I've talked about all season. He's not rebounding the ball either at all. At all. I mean, he's just not playing or working hard enough on defense. I'm sorry, he just isn't. Honestly, I think if it were me, I think I'd start Dylan Hunter at point guard. And I'd let Chase come off the bench. Let 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 him sit in favor of his brother for a bet. Because I, I'm just, I, I'm not, <laughs> listen, he's one of the guys in the starting lineup who should be able to guard based on his athletic ability. But that's not happening. That's not happening. You know, he, he, and it's being pointed out by announcers, which is troubling in itself. And I, I just don't get the reason for it. I mean, you know, this is a team that has to rebound by committee. And, and you know, your little tiny non-athletic guard is rebounding more than your bigger, more athletic guard. I just think... You know, Dylan Hunter plays hard, and he plays hard on the defensive end. And he's one of your better defenders, and he's a more natural point guard. I, I just think maybe a shakeup. I'm not even talking about permanent, but I'm talking about maybe a shakeup's in order. Because, again, it's the totality of the game. It's not just the last few seconds. You know, I just don't think... You know, Virginia played with a lot of intensity and effort. And it seems to me something's happened with Ian, too, these last few games. He doesn't look himself. He does not look like the player who was out battling everybody all year. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. Not sure. But he doesn't seem like the same guy. Clemson missed too many layups. You know, obviously the the stats were pointed out repeatedly. They missed too many laps. You know, you've got to be able to convert when you get the ball inside. Um, and you know, Virginia uses a lot of post to post doubles that we talked about Friday. Um, but you know, I, I really thought the game was was sort of lost in the totality of the game. 
You know, again, it came down to the end. You had a shot to win the game. Um, again, to me, look, <laughs> I know people have questioned this. Pe- people have questioned the uh, end-of-game decision and, and whether uh, Brownell need to call a timeout there. Uh, you don't. You don't want to allow Virginia, one of the better defensive teams in the country, to set their half-court defense and try and run offense against it. The strategy was right. The execution was wrong. The execution was wrong. Look, I'm sorry. That whole design of that is designed for Chase to take the ball to the rim. And that's what he's got to do. I don't care that Virginia came with like a soft double. It was late. He could have split them. He could have gone around the the left side of the initial defender. There was plenty of room for him to operate and drive the ball. He has to drive the ball in that situation. That's what the whole play was. It's not to throw it back out to Clark for 25 feet. It's to drive the ball and put the onus on the officials. You're playing at home. This league owes you a call or two. It's to drive the ball until you create contact and then then win an Academy Award if you have to. But you have got to continue that drive. You cannot stop and throw the ball back out to, to, uh, to Clark. It's just not what you do. You, you have to continue that drive. Now, is part of that that he's not fully confident in his ball handling and his ability to dribble without watching the dribble? Maybe. But look, one thing we've seen from Chase over the entirety of his career are these end-to-end bursts. That's what you're looking for in that situation, to beat that defense down. And fundamentally, you did. Now, again, they brought a second defender. Was he ideally positioned? No. Chase could have easily split that. He could have easily gone around the left side. He's got to continue that dribble and drive the ball. The idea is to get to the foul line. It's to create contact. It's not to create a jump shot. Now, was the shot a bad shot? No. Top of the key, straight on, wide open. I mean, it's a shot you got to make, but Clark has hardly played. You know, Chase is a 90% free throw shooter. That's where his athleticism has to come in. That's where it has to come in. That's why you do that. That's why you do that. I have no problem with the, the strategy. The strategy was the right strategy. It was the execution of the strategy I have a problem with. I don't think the execution of the strategy was good. Chase said, if we could just make a layup. Right. But... You know, you didn't, and and that's part of the game. You know, this team, again, I, I, what did they shoot, 85% for the foul line? They did miss a couple a, a couple front ends of one-on-ones, um, and, and that hurt. No question that hurt uh, down the stretch of the game. But I just, I think defensively, this team needs to play harder. And if that means you have to tinker with the starting lineup to get the desired results, then I think you have to do that. I think you have to do that. Um, I'm getting all things like you're describing problems a uh, a coach should be having in year two, three, not 14. It's not a coaching problem. It's a player problem. It's a player problem. Uh, again, the execution was correct at the end. Chase needs to drive that ball. That's the idea behind the whole thing. The idea behind that whole that whole play and, and what you decided to do is to have Chase take the ball and to drive it hard. 
he's got to continue on that path and create contact at the very least. That's what he has to do. You've got to, tr- the, the idea is at least you're getting to the foul line. You're at home, you create contact, you know, everybody else gets these calls. You've got to, you've got to put the onus on the official to make the call. There's going to be body contact if you continue to drive. You've got to do that. Texas said, seems like um, every game we're talking about the same thing. Uh, sit, Chase, Wood, and Dylan. I, I, I just think, I think Dylan is a much better defender. He's not the athlete Chase is, but he's a better defender, and he's a better natural ball handler, and 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 maybe that's what it takes to inspire Chase. I, I'm not sure what it is. I just think this team needs more out of him. More out of him athletically, more out of him defensively, more out of him uh, from a rebounding standpoint. And, you know, and I, I hate singling out people. I just think he has the potential to be more than he is. And the starting lineup of this basketball team is not a great defensive team, as I pointed out over and over again. I'll tell you something else. You know, it's funny how things work out sometimes or don't work out. You know, Clark was brought in here to be the the next Hunter Tyson. Obviously, none of that's worked. You see a little bit of signs from him. Uh, Clemson's going to need him um, to be more involved down the stretch because he gives you a piece that Clemson doesn't have. And, and you know, and I said this once before. I know why Clemson got rid of Middlebrooks. I know why. He doesn't have a high basketball IQ. He has the opposite of a high basketball IQ. That's the reality. That's why Clemson got rid of him. Um, the thing is, uh, Boss Leita, who has a high basketball IQ and who's going to be uh, coaching at some point, um, he's not giving you anything on the court. Middlebrooks, as a player, regardless of the basketball IQ, he gave you some things. He spelled PJ now and then. He'd score a couple baskets around the rim. He'd rebound. He'd block a couple shots. He'd push people around. He'd play physically. He'd use his fouls. You don't have anybody in that role now. And in these little subtle things, which don't sound like a lot, are frequently the difference between winning and losing. But... You know, I, I just think the course of the game is the problem. At least it was in this game. It's the course of the game. It's it's allowing yourself to be down by double digits multiple times at home against Virginia. That 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 just can't happen. That can't happen. And then you're hoping that, you know, somebody makes a shot at the end when nobody makes shots all game. I just don't I don't think I don't think that gets it. I don't think that gets it done. This team is better than they're playing right now. But there's got to be a little more toughness from this group. Right from the start of games. A little more mental, physical toughness. A little better effort on defense. But more mentally, more physically tough. And again, if the if the starting lineup isn't giving it to you, then then change it. Let somebody get a different perspective for five minutes. You know, let them sit. 
let them sit. Let them realize what you're asking and what it takes. If that's what it, if that's what it demands. Because again, you've got to go to your bench for better defense. That's a problem, as I've said all as I've said for weeks. You know, you've got. The problem is your better offensive players are not your better defenders, and that's an issue, and it's 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 a tough balancing act. But this team is better than they've played, but you're almost out of time now. You you've you've played this out as far as you can. You may get a boost from even if you lose to North Carolina, but you've got to start winning every basketball game. Or this season's going to fade to black. You got to start winning. Not losing close, winning. And how do you convert losing close into winning? You be better during the body of the whole game. You don't keep putting yourself in these positions. You take some people out and you don't have to worry about what happens with a bounce or a shot or, or one play at the end. That's the dilemma. Walt up to the Road Rage quick break. Your home is your most valuable asset. When it comes to the professional installation of a decorative coating on your garage floor, working with a local experienced company is in your best interest. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. For nearly 15 years, we've provided premier garage floor coatings and have earned the most five-star Google reviews in our industry. To learn how we can make your garage floor shine, go to irondrivegaragefloors.com and request a free estimate. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot sports. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sumbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. Jefferson, Jefferson. 
I'm Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. Hi, I'm Jamar Chase with the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do I choose a sleep number smart bed? Because I only go all out. Because I can't be stopped. Because my sleep number smart bed helps me sleep at the right temperature all night. So we can take our game to the next level. That's why 80% of NFL players choose a sleep number smart bed. Sleep next level, perform next level. And now during our President's Day sale, save 50% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Sleep number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope. You won't fail because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle, so you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side, a way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply five pounds times five years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight. If you don't, stop right now and call PhD. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome to the Road Rage. We are back. Uh, basketball. David writes me, Walt, you're 100% correct. Don't let Virginia set their half-court defense of anybody to get set. Not Virginia. When I saw Chase have the ball in transition, I thought he was getting to the rim a la FSU last year. Right. That's what had to happen, and it didn't. Chase cannot give the ball up unless he has, you know, P.J. Hall on a wide-open dump down or something. Other than that, Chase can't give that ball up. You're racing up the court. He's the guy with the athleticism and the speed. He's made these end-to-end runs a million times before. You have to drive that ball and put the onus on the official. Not have a guy who doesn't shoot the ball take a 25-foot jump shot at the end of the game. You have to put the onus on the official and continue that drive to the basket, create contact, and then sell it. That's just the bottom line. That's how you win these games at the end. It's how you win. You don't win by taking 25-foot jump shots when everybody's tired. You win by putting the onus on the official in your own building and expect to get that call. But that's what you have to do. That's what I thought was happening. That's what was designed to happen. That's what should have happened. Um, you know, and and uh, and he said, David says, uh, his move would be to bump Chase off the ball, put Dylan on the ball, bench Wiggins. If Wiggins isn't hitting shots, he brings nothing. Well, and again, Brownell has tried that, David. He's tried that 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 element um and and you're right but I, I look I'm not content with the defense that like any of these guys are playing to be honest I, I I just you know again it's a dilemma because your starting lineup is your is your offensive lineup 
and your bench players are your better defenders. That's a that's a dilemma to begin with. It's it's not an easy balance. Um, that's why Clark was supposed to be important to this team, but you know obviously he just hasn't played at all until the last couple of games. Now you're trying to integrate him into into the mix. Um, but yeah, I mean there's there's a dilemma. Wiggins can score. He doesn't guard. He's frequently in bad matchups where he's trying to guard little guys. And uh, and he doesn't rebound well enough, you know. Um, but offensively, you know, he's potentially a star. Um, you know, I just I I just don't think Chase guards or rebounds well enough for his degree of athleticism. And and there were times in the Virginia game I just thought he was totally lost on defense, totally lost. And you, you can't afford that when when some of the other guys are already having trouble guarding. And and Ian, I'm not sure what's going on with him. He, he just he doesn't seem like the same guy these last few games. Maybe he's hit a wall, maybe he's fatigued, maybe I think it's a calf injury issue he's supposed to have. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. But he doesn't seem like the same guy. Even from an effort standpoint, it doesn't seem quite as significant as it was earlier, and he was the guy sort of leading that charge. All I know this: you've run out of lifelines. You've run out of well, you know. Hopefully, my uh, the people I've already beat this season will uh, will uh, take care of their business. No, you know what? A lot of those people are South Carolina, Alabama. A lot of those people are taking care of their business. The the the, the team that's not taking care of their business is you. And that's not on anybody else. That's on you. You know, you gave the Georgia Tech game away. That's a game you really couldn't lose. That's what sort of puts you in this position. But to me, I mean, I think you're more talented than Virginia. I just, you somehow you got to figure out balancing these pieces. And I don't, I don't care how you do it, but. To me, uh, I still think you need more Dylan Hunter on the court because he can guard and he can handle the ball. And and other than him, you don't have a pure ball handler. Chase, neither Chase nor Joe are pure ball handlers. And you've got to understand what some of the limitations are. Like, you know, Joe Girard is shooting 41, 42% from three, which is, you know, what he's great at. The problem is he's shooting like 34% from inside the arc. So you know what he is. You know, he's a designated three-point shooter who will give you some rebounding because he will throw his body in in that regard. He has some trouble leveling off elite offensive players, as you would imagine, and that's why Clemson tries some offensive and defensive substitutions. I mean, I'm saying maybe it's time to give the defensive guys some more play to see whether they're given more minutes, whether they can give you more offense than you think they will. I just think I think you need to shake it up a little bit because you're running out of time. You're now you're now in in absolute danger zone. You know that's where you are, and I don't know what to think of it right now. Quite honestly, I mean I thought this stretch of games. At the end of the season, were winnable games. 
I thought that had to start with Virginia. Um, I think Virginia's an NCAA tournament team. I mean, I think they looked the part. Uh, I think they passed muster as an NCAA tournament team. But again, you're playing at home, you ought to win. Playing at home, you ought to win. Now you've made things you now you've made things much more difficult on yourself. You know, you need to steal a game. You know, you need to steal a game. Yeah, at at North Carolina, which won't be easy, at Wake Forest later, you need to steal a game. In the meantime, you need to win all the other games you're supposed to win. You've played out your mulligans. The mulligans are over. The mulligans are over. If you want this season to end in a good manner, then then you've gotta then you've gotta pick things up dramatically down the stretch here, and you can't be waiting until the end of the game uh, to get going. You gotta play much better basketball during the course of the whole game, during the entirety of the whole game. If you want to, if you want to win these games, I mean, right now, look, right now, this is a team that I, I don't, know, I don't think they think they're going to win when it goes to the last minute. So don't put yourself in that position anymore. You know, win the first thirty minutes of the game, play, play better, play better. This team needs this need team needs everybody who's on the court guarding and everybody who's on the court rebounding. Everybody. Every stinking body. And if you don't, get them out. Get them out. Shake it up a little bit. Uh, look, I, I want to see more Dylan Hunter and more Josh Beadle. I want to see more of both those guys. They give you energy, they give you defense. Uh, you know, Josh is a slasher who gets to the rim. Uh, I want to see more of both of those guys. And I've said this recently, and, and they have played more. But I'm saying I think they need to play more. More. You know, as I said, you've run out of chances now. You have you have pushed yourself right to the limit now. I don't even know where, where Lenardi has you now. I don't know if he has you in. I'll, I I don't I don't even know. I, honestly, I'm not even worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is the way this team's playing. I, I don't want to, you know, even if they, they like squeeze in, you know, I mean, you need to play better or you won't be around long. So the last thing on earth I'm really worried about right now is is Lenardi and where wherever Lenardi has Clemson right now. I don't I don't I don't even know where it is. I I really don't care. If Clemson doesn't play better basketball, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Even if they squeeze in. You got to pick things up. You got to pick things up. You got to pick things up on the defensive end. And you got to make some shots. You know, people are still writing me about PJ Hall taking threes. I get it. I I get it. I understand the complaint. The the, the thing is what I want from PJ is this inside-out balance. And that balance to me is 75% in the paint, 25% outside. Here's the thing. You need both those elements from him. He is struggling from three right now. He is 100% pressing. It's inarguable. You can see it. Those shots are open. They're good shots. He's 6'10". Opposing bigs don't want to come out there. And they're definitely not coming out there if you're not hitting them. 
but they're open shots that are well within his repertoire. Look, this is a guy who went to the NBA camps this past season and shot the lights out. And now he can't make a jump shot. He is dominant inside. And he needs to keep doing that because, again, one of the advantages there is every time P.J. Hall is in the paint, other people on the other team are getting in foul trouble. And Clemson winds up getting free throw attempts at the end of the game from that. And and that matters because Clemson's an 82% free throw shooting team. So, you know, more of that is a good thing. In the meantime, P.J. Hall cannot pass up wide open threes. He cannot. Those are shots he can make in his sleep. He's just got to make them. And again, as long as as long as this keeps going on, that just puts more and more pressure on him. You know, and uh, more pressure to to make those shots. And that's, you know, that becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's what's happened so far. That's what's happened in this stretch of games of late. <laughs> There's not an easy way out of that except to to keep taking them. And again, as long as your as long as your shot balance, your percentage is where it needs to be, he's got to take those shots. You know, and for me, I think 75-25. You know, and I this game I think was a little a little higher percentage outside. Uh, again, the multiple reasons for P.J. to be in the paint are that, among others, is not only is he a scoring machine in there um, and is he incredibly effective in the paint, um, but you're creating... That's how Clemson creates most of the fouls in the opponent. When P.J. Hall gets the ball in the paint, that's how they create most of the fouls in the opponents. This is not a team that creates a ton of free throw attempts. And there are certain things this team is not built for. They're not built defensively to create turnovers. If you think they're going to create turnovers, not with that starting lineup, you're not. So you're not going to get that. You're not going to get easy transition offense off your defense. It's not It's not who they are. Uh, so you've got to be good at the things you can control, um, the things that you are good at. And, um, and I think that's one of the questions right now. Uh, let me tell you about Canty. Water in the crawl space can sit there for months or years. Standing water in the home can damage the foundation. Rot wooden beams and joists cause mold and mildew, contribute to unhealthy air inside the home. Standing water, that musty smell in your basement, can be a sign of major problems for you and your home if not addressed. Canty Foundation Specialist, your trusted local expert in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Canty offers solutions to fit any home or budget. Even the smallest leaks aren't going to get better over time. So call Canty today, 1-803-373-0949. Tell them I sent you. It's the way this works. They offer free inspections, lifetime warranties, financings available if needed, cracks in your exterior, into your walls, uneven floors or doors, windows that are hard to open. Call 1-803-373-0949. Visit their website, CantyCanFixIt.com. That's Canty, C-A-N-T-E-Y. Quick break. Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season, and the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on the Roar. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. 
Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment or use the new Roosters app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Have you ever heard the phrase, the calm before the storm? Well, that mold in your bathroom or ceiling water stains might be your warning sign of roof damage that could cause bigger, very costly issues in the future. Give yourself peace of mind, knowing your roof's integrity is solid through every season of the year. Don't ignore it any longer. Fix it with one simple call today to Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. That's Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. The Southeastern Wildlife Exposition, SeaWee, returns to downtown Charleston February 16th through 18th with new and returning special events. Don't miss dock dogs and herding demos at Brittlebank Park. Birds of Prey flight demos at Marion Square, live animal shows by Jeff Corwin at the Galliard, the sporting showroom at the Charleston Marriott, and so much more. Tickets start at $35. Kids 10 and under are free. Don't miss Seawee, the wildest time in Charleston. Get your tickets today. Visit Seawee.com. That's S-E-W-E.com. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Yes, at Ingalls, we know that not every Valentine's Day is four-star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants. My boyfriend bought me flowers. That it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to. Happy Valentine's Day! It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. Taco Bell just dropped the new Cravings value menu. Now you can get 10 items for $3 or less, which means you can get the food you want for the price you want. It's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too. But in this case, it's a double stack taco from the new Cravings Value menu. So basically, you can have your double stack taco and eat it too, which is a lot crunchier than cake. The new Cravings Value menu is here. Get it at Taco Bell today. At participating U.S. Taco Bell locations while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation which vary. Tax extra. Don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry, soap, seasonal scents, and more. Follow Buff City Soap Clemson and Buff City Soap Greenville on Facebook and Instagram for the latest sales and updates. The Upstate's home for the best coverage of the NFL Draft and the top 100 players is right here on The Roar on Road Rage with Walt Deptula. Weekdays from 3 to 7 p.m. where every day is game day. Oh, 
Dexter 313 says, I mean, we let Groves, a.k.a. Napoleon Dynamite, a guy averaged about five points a game, put up 17 on us in our own building. Yeah, that was killing me too, quite honestly. Now, I know that dude has been hot of late, but that was killing me watching that. It, it was. And, and there's been too much of that. Too many guys have had, like, career nights against this Clemson basketball team. And, again, that goes to the issue of uh, defensive mismatches, defensive challenges. It's a, it's a dilemma. This team's best offensive players and their best defensive players are polar opposites. They're not the same guys. And that's a problem. None of your best offensive players are your best defensive players. And that's a dilemma. And I don't know what you do about it. Um, But, you know, and one of the things that people might want to keep in mind with PJ with the three-point shooting is that, like I said, he's not getting many breaks now. There's nobody who can come in and really relieve him. Um, You know, that's why, you know, you may have to just do more PJ Shefflin substitutions because... The, you you don't have another and the, the the dilemma with that is is chef's like six six and you know if he was two inches taller he'd be an all-american but he sometimes has trouble and this I've said this his whole career he sometimes has trouble finishing under the basket because of his lack of height and he's got to use his body better in those situations to carve out space for himself Go in to the opposing player, not fade from them. Go in, create contact. Then they can't jump. Then they can't jump. Um, but that's the dilemma with this team. And right now, there's not a ready answer, and there needs to be answers like immediately. Immediately, this team needs to. This team needs to basically, you know, win out, except for North Carolina. And then, you know, the best thing they could do is go steal that game. And that would get you back where you need to be. So maybe that should be the plan. Go steal that game. You know, North Carolina is coming off a big emotional win over Duke. Go steal that game. I mean, they're not invincible. Are they the best team in this league? Yes. Are they invincible? No. Um, and then, you know, map it out beyond that. But, yeah, there have been too many guys who have had like career games against Clemson defensively, which is why I think you need to at least, if you're not going to mess with the starting lineup, at least adjust the minutes. I, I think adjust the minutes. You know, give these guys who who who, who are giving you great effort, who want to play defense, uh, give them more minutes. Robert in Georgia. Robert, good to have you, Robert. Hey, well, thanks for getting me in. Um, don't laugh, but why can't Wiggins spell PJ? Well, because he he's not playing great defense either, and he doesn't rebound. But I mean, if he's in in the five spot, couldn't he maybe play a little better defense? He's not very good out on the perimeter. Well. Maybe, I mean, maybe but stupid, he, he doesn't but, have. I mean, well, he doesn't have the. Yeah, he doesn't have the body type for that either. He's slender and doesn't have the body type for it. But it's all part of the same discussion. There, there are, there aren't enough complete players on this team. 
there are too many, you know, half and halfers. And and so that's how why you have to figure it out and why it's a challenge from a coaching standpoint to figure it out. Yeah. Well, well, I hate to say it, but I've pretty much jumped off the ledge with this team. I mean I get it. I, just, I get a lot of people writing I, me that kind of stuff today. I get it. Texas said Shuffling six yeah. eight, Walt. No, he's not. He's not six eight. I don't care what you read there. He's not yeah. six eight. I've even asked Brad Brownell this before. I've said I've said to him, uh, if Shefford two inches taller, he'd be an All American, right? And he said, uh, yeah. I said, you know, at six six. So I don't care what you're reading. Yeah. He's not six eight. There's no no friggin' way. Yeah, yeah. He he's not. Um, I mean, Walt. And and I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but I think three weeks ago I started wondering about Chase whether he was all in, what was going on with him. Does Clemson have time to wait for him to get out of his funk? Is he getting out of his funk, or is he lost? Is he gone? Is he checked out? Well, you know, look, he's getting to the free throw line. He's giving you offensive production in that manner. Uh, But this team needs better defense and rebounding out of him. Those are areas that are effort-related, and he's plenty good athletically that he should be better in those areas than he's been. Again, I I just don't understand a guy like him averaging two rebounds a game. I just I, I don't I don't get that. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, for example, UConn's point guard Newton is averaging seven rebounds a game. Their point guard. You know, yeah, rebounding is is a is a team effort unless you have dominant dominant guys in that in that regard, and you know, and and Brad Brunell has also pointed out repeatedly that he needs the guards to rebound. Well, you know, sometimes Joe Girard gives you some of that, but but Chase isn't giving you any of that. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got to play smarter too. I mean, didn't wasn't he the one that fouled on that three point shot that gave him a four point play there towards the end? Yeah. Wouldn't chase the one that, that fouled that guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it just. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah. Again, he was late defensively, which is why he got yeah. in that position to begin with. He was late de- defensively and then he compounded it by, uh, by bumping him. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and, and the other, on the flip side of that, I mean, can Clemson afford to change up, make major changes to their lineup this late in the season because they, I mean, they got to win out, Walt, don't they? Yeah, I'm I mean, not, you know what, I'm not even asking for major changes. I'm saying, you know, look, shake it up a little bit. Let them sit for a few minutes. Let them get a little different perspective of what it takes to be on the court to win these type of games. In the meantime, improve your defense, balance out your starting lineup a little bit more, uh, and maybe focus even more on, on, on Hall and getting him the ball and maybe focus more on getting Gerard shots. Well, is a few minutes on the bench going to – I mean, you know more about basketball. You forgot more than I'm ever going to know. Is a few minutes on the bench going to help Chase, or does he need to sit a whole game? Well, I just – I think he just needs to see the game more and, and understand what it takes to be on the court. And maybe if your brother substitutes for you, maybe you'll you'll get that answer. Because athletically, he is good enough – to be a good defender athletically he is good enough to be a good rebounder 
and he's just not giving you any of those things while his offensive struggles continue. Now, again, he's found ways getting to the free throw line, and that's important for this team because there's only two. Look, right now, there are only two guys on this team who get to the free throw line. Uh, P.J. Hall and Chase. Those are the only two guys who get yeah. to the free throw line. And so you want him on the court for those reasons. But the problem right now is the rest of it. I don't know if it's his shooting. I don't I don't I don't know if it's the chemistry with Gerard. I don't know what it is, but he has to focus on these other elements when he's not playing his best offensively. He's got to focus on defense. He's got to focus on rebounding. He's got to get more involved in those areas. It's just, you know, you Clemson can't have that because you already have another guy in the court in Gerard and sometimes Wiggins who both are struggling defensively as well for, yeah. for different well, for said, different reasons. Yeah, haven't you said before that when a team offense is is they're struggling on offense, their defense starts to suffer or something like that. Yeah, it can. I mean, it, especially individually. If you're struggling offensively, you you can allow it to affect you on the defensive end. And that's really what I'm asking. I'm asking that none of these guys do that and that you pick it up on that end of the court and you give every second, every... And now, look, again, part of it is <laughs> PJ has no real substitute and that's a dilemma because, you know, you want him to play hard for every every minute he's out there. But these guys all need to sort of suck it up and play as hard as they possibly can on the defensive end for every second they're out there. And and if they need if if rest is part of the issue and that they're not getting enough, then give them enough. Get get these other guys in more Dylan Hunter, more Josh Beadle. Because I'm seeing good things from those two guys. I, you know, you know, yeah. people will say, well, but you know, Dylan didn't score. Dylan didn't. Well, you know, he's not out there long enough. You, you know, I mean, yeah. he's given you some offense when he's been out there. He's the he's the the purest ball handler on the team, and he's arguably your best perimeter defensive player. Yeah, well, I just think back to the first of the year, and I think you made the comment that. This team is deep enough. They should be given maximum effort on every yeah, play. I did just, say that. You know, and it just it just has not come to fruition. And the sad yeah. part about it is, you made a great point that I had noticed. You're 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 the player that plays the hardest and hustles the most on this team this year. Just Shefflin just has seemed to be you know yeah something's not wrong there yeah something's wrong yeah. there those last few games either he's not right health wise or. Or he's hit a wall based on how hard he's played all year. But Clemson desperately needs him to refine that intensity because he leads this team in that category. You know, he yes. he's he has been Clemson's most consistently intense basketball player on all season long. And but the last three or four games there's been a drop off there. And Clemson desperately needs him to find that because some of these other guys have not given you that. Well, I hope he can find it. I hope it's not, you know, a situation where he's like, yeah. well, nobody else has given max effort. I'm just – because this team, this could get ugly. Walt. I mean, it could get ugly against North Carolina. Yeah. It could get ugly for the rest of the year, and it's going to be a shame if the players cost Coach Brownell his – and people are going to laugh at this – Coach cost Coach Brownell his job, but it may very well – be looking like that. Walt, I yep. appreciate you getting Thank me in. Thank you, Robert. Man.
yeah, look, this team had expectations, and I think rightfully so. And they're just not playing up to them right now. There's still time, but you're you're basically you've run out of mulligans now. Now, Frank, Frank, how are you? Good to have you. Hey, Walt, I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Good, Frank. Appreciate you getting in. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was calling to see if you had the opportunity to see any highlights from the uh, Rand Powdersville basketball game from Friday. I have not. I, I apologize, Frank. I have not. No, it's a, it was a, if you get a chance, take a look at it. It was a buzzer beater, and it was it was a kind of a controversial call. But in the end, um, it looks like the ref, in my opinion, made the right call. Um, anyway, I was just curious if you've seen it and what you thought of it. I'll check it out, Frank. I'll give you. I'll report back to you. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Um, yeah, uh, you can get in 654 7627. 654 7627. Tixter said, I know Beetle isn't a good shooter at the end of the game, but he would have gotten to the basket. Would he have made it? Maybe, maybe not, but he's ridiculous again to the basket. Again, you know, Chase has made a lot of these end to end runs, and he's one of your more athletic players. And you know he's a guy who's who came into the season as your as your lead guard. There's lots of reasons to think he was the the guy ideally suited to make that run. We've seen him do it against others. You know, again, basketball David pointed out about Florida State last year. We've seen him make these end to end runs, and that's what Clemson was sort of counting on there. And again, to my way of thinking, Chase, in being one of the stars of this team, has to continue with his dribble there. He cannot pass the ball out. He's got to force the action, force the contact, uh, force the uh, the ref- the officials to make a call on his behalf, which you're going to get at home. You've got to, you've got to create the contact there and continue. You, you don't want a jump shot. You want a, you want free throw attempts is what you want, you know, and one, that's what you're looking for in that situation. And that's, that's how you designed it. That was the whole intent. Now, Virginia did a decent job getting back, but there was still plenty of room. Chase just cannot surrender his dribble at that point, just needs to head to the rim uh, and use his explosiveness and his athleticism. There's going to be contact and there's going to be a foul. It's just the way it is, and uh, that didn't happen. But, you know, again, I just want to reiterate, I don't want to get to that point. I I, I don't want to get to that point. I I want to win these games earlier. I don't, I don't want it to come down to the last second. This team right now is not confident in that situation, probably because they haven't shot the ball as well as they're capable of. But I, I, don't, I do not want these games to get to that situation at the end of the game. I, I, I want to win these games before that in the body of the game. I want to be up 10 and not have to worry about what happens in the last 30 seconds. In, the, in this case, Clemson was really down 10 much, much of the game. I mean, how many minutes did Clemson lead in this game? I, I don't know. Two? I, I honestly I have no idea. I have no idea. But it wasn't much. It was a game that, that Virginia controlled the basketball game. Um, I mean, if you want to say deserved, they probably deserved it since they won the majority of the game. Clemson's got to start winning the majority of the game. Quick break. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.
An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean-cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock.